0: And welcome everyone. I'm so glad to be here with you today as we are talking about shamanic astrology. This is really interesting because it is a guidance system for us as the stars were arranged as we incarnated. And my guest today is Shamanic Eric Roth, Shamanic Astrologer, who is here to share his wisdom and his insight, and you're sure to learn some incredible information. Eric, thank you and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Loren. I am so excited to be here. I was really looking forward to this today and so glad after everything that's uh, recently taken place to. To be here present with you at this moment
0: yes and we want to say we are with you we want to just share you had to evacuate from forest fires in the oregon area but you're safe and that's a good news that's a sigh of relief i know and we are all working on energetic levels to send our love In rain clouds, etheric rain clouds to California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Utah, Mm. and all the places that the fires are raging. We're so happy that you're safe and sound. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so we're here to talk about shamanic astrology and this is very very interesting because one of the big there's many signposts in astrology um shamanic astrology but one that you um and this theme pay particular attention to is this um venus return right isn't that interesting yes what i find interesting is that your teacher um was on this platform right in my last uh, Venus return, and here I am getting ready for another Venus return. So we'll talk about the synchronicities there, but isn't this fascinating? Can you share an overview of shamanic astrology? It's more than just uh, Venus returns and these things, but there's cycles upon cycles. Can you share uh, the importance of these and knowing what they are for each of us?
1: yeah thank you lauren um yes a venus return It just is a a powerful experience for a human being and the relationship to their own inner feminine um shamanic astrology this is really a symbolic uh initiation or cycle that uh, shares with everyone our own relationship to the sky the planets and the signs and how intimately we all have that relationship, whether we're conscious or, or aware of it or not. It's present. It's it's there with us and we can all connect with us. We are with that sky, with that earth, that we we all we need is ourselves to be present. Um, shamanic astrology uses or connects with the ancient rhythm of the sky. It connects with... The three worlds, as taught by Daniel Giamario and uh, also Kaylin Castell as well, uh, originated from Daniel. But these three worlds, underworld, middle world, and celestial world, are all contained all within us and exist outside of us and to to all over the planet. So we are here to in this life to navigate through those worlds to utilize those through the power of those three worlds to become more authentic to, to realize what our soul's journey is all about in addition it it's shamanic astrology is a holistic approach to astrology it that the light and the shadow are both honored in our process rather than something being buried or ignored it's it's right there with us and we can fully we can choose to fully participate in our lives by honoring that process that's going on within us instead of ignoring that process
0: yes instead of ignoring the process so let's talk about the Venus return because that's one that's pretty good I know there's others like um, a Saturn return and all yes. that um, what is the most uh, important one in your mind for people to pay attention to?
1: Ah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, it usually ends up being the rarer the cycle, the more important it is in a person's life. Saturn returns, uh, by and large, are one of the more critical cycles that we can experience. But we found that these uh, synodic returns, what, we, what you referred to as the, the Venus return, is also right up there in that category along with Mars returns. Uh, these are times when the planet comes back to its original position in and around our birthday or what we astrologers call our solar return. And that is rare. For Venus that happens once every eight years And so it it doesn't happen all that often uh for mars it's much more rare every 15 or 17 years but it's in that it's 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 co-experiencing with the planet itself as we navigate through our world we are the the ancient peoples from for many thousands of years look to the sky look to the stars the sun the moon the planets to help them understand themselves and their relationship to all, what was all around them. And it wasn't separated as it, as it has been in, in a lot of modern uh, way of life, that it was a living, breathing wisdom consciousness that existed within us um, and outside of us, that it's there. It's, it's intimately entwined and that there's n- there really is no separation there. So Venus return is a time when we can really get to know the our own inner feminine. And for, for many, it's a very personal journey through that a deepening of, of that, um, that inner goddess that can come out in our lives more fully. And we can, you know, continue to develop a relationship with that as it does that. So, yeah. Um, there are other cycles, like the Saturn return, uh, something uh, Loren you mentioned. This happens two or three times in a person's life. Um, it takes place about every twenty-nine to thirty years, and these are points of maturation. These are points when a human being can start to really take responsibility for their path, and a, and a real deepening of that middle world of spirit fully incarnating into matter here and into the flesh and blood into into this third dimensional reality that we're currently living in. So Saturn helps us do that by uh, helping us grow through limits and, and boundaries, by helping us plant the seeds for our long-term future. And you know that that responsibility of really taking our, our lives seriously. But for each person, it's going to vary a little bit depending on what signs or uh, what we call archetypes in shamanic astrology, depending on what those... Uh, you know what it shows up shamanic astrology is a a, uh, body of knowledge a system it's created by daniel Giamario that is archetypal driven that means the signs themselves are are primary forces they're not the only thing but they are the uh, the primary forces and so the planets the sun the moon even the stars play a significant role in our lives as we as we navigate that so for example last night even as i was worried about whether my home would be fine or not uh, and the limited sleep that i got i still i i woke up at a four or something in the morning and i looked outside and wouldn't you know it venus was right there in her in her brightness with these there was no hardly any smoke at this time and the the sacred hoop of stars was nearby and boy was it just awe inspiring it just it reminds me of why i'm alive why i'm here breathing in this beautiful air this amazing uh world that we we live in and that the journey is uh the journey is always ongoing that with every ending to something there is a new beginning of something and this fire that's been raging out here and unprecedented as on top of this 2020 season it's like okay so 2020 is not over we're going through some massive earth changes this is part of it and this is part of our, our human journey with earth and the sky so let's let's continue to participate and and come together as much as we can over this and so looking at the stars realizing that we're we can all see that on some level we can all experience that that's part a big part of our connection with each other and the sacred hoop of stars circles the edge of the galaxy it circles that point that silver gate where the souls come in from somewhere else to earth to other planets and we can honor that space we can we can meditate with that we can work with that and um, that's a lot of what the ancients were teaching about our relationship that's why we have the pyramids and the Sphinx and these megalithic structures, the stone circles in the UK. I went to Scotland last year. Just, you can feel the memory of the earth in these stone circles. Just, I just in awe over it. I can, I can feel its energy when I even talk about it. I can just feel it come through me. Um, if anyone gets chances to connect with stone circles like that, you, you take that opportunity, go for it. It is to me. It, it it shifted, even though I mean I am always growing, always looking out for something curious, curiosity, and uh, that was the first time I got to touch them. And boy, uh, I am so blessed and grateful to to be a, to be able to be present with that and to come back from that, and even more so after the uh, the COVID nineteen lockdown and the, the lack of uh, most travel and on the planet right now but yes um astrology itself this is what shamanic astrology tries to do and attempts to connect us with is that it's our relationship that matters with all that we are here and within ourselves but outside too and the ancients knew this they were present with it and that A lot of that, at at certain points, you know, a lot of that knowledge got lost and shifted and evolved and transformed. But now we're having a reawakening of that knowledge over these past several decades, especially over the last 10 to 15 years, even more. Just as they literally dig up into the earth and and rediscovering these ancient temples, sites, um, you were learning about their star knowledge, about their knowledge of the sky. And the earth, and they—they they had an understanding. They had a wisdom that is um, really goes beyond the intellect. It goes into the soul, and it's that—it's that connection that really can fill us. It's—it's it's in our DNA. It isn't just um, separate from us. It's—it's it's really entw- entwined with with that um, sense of being of identification of the most fundamental questions, who are we? Why are we here? Astrology attempts to understand that and at least partially answer that. But there are other tools certainly out there that can also help us. And astrology is one of those ma- big, amazing tools along with those other ones that can help us uh, get into our who we really are, become more authentic in our lives and honor that and have even developed compassion for, for other human beings, uh, develop empathy, really connect and realize that we're just one tribe here. That no matter what our differences are, we are, if the virus hasn't shown that to us, if the fires haven't shown that to us, we are all human, all spirits here inhabiting this body. So inhabiting each of our bodies. And so we can we can connect with that. Um, Did you want to ask some questions here, Lauren?
0: Yes, thank you. So when we go into who are we and you know, why am I here? Those are the two most fundamental questions and it's different for everyone because as we are born, the moment we take our breath, we actually chose that moment of incarnation what do you see with your clients on the different paths that they have can you share some examples of where people are on are able to navigate this shamanic path and others that may not see it so if someone is not aware of something how does knowing about something help them navigate that
1: that's a great question yes so in shamanic astrology we see the the chart itself and Yeah, we can see certain parts of the chart that show where the soul is headed, at least archetypally. Like for example, there are uh, many readings that I've done. I've probably done over a thousand readings, but where, when I see something, I've seen uh, what I call extreme charts where a person is, comes from something else, a lineage that is, perhaps in this case, maybe a, um, a light being, uh, an Aquarius uh, moon or a Sagittarius moon, where they are so involved in, in the renunciation, they're so involved in, in, in learning about truth and meaning and exploring consciousness, and maybe they come from another planet, but yet they come into this extreme planet with great gravity and density, and they're here to learn about family. They heard about a lot taking care of others, about the intricacies of relationship and being fully deepened into the middle realm. And that in and shamanic astrology can help point out where their greatest rewards will come in by saying, okay, let's say they're cancer rising or with cancer Jupiter. Then you can you can point out to that person and say, look, this is this is your path. You, it's encouraged for you to learn about how to use compassion and to help create safe spaces for people. It could be in just in family situations, it can be in uh, the, the medical field uh, or other kinds of healers or maybe helping children or the elderly or uh, animals or even taking care of a garden or even a park as an example. These are all ways to express that. And so for Aquarius, very mental, very consciousness-driven and experimental, but family and, uh, um, is, is not a priority for Aquarius, for example. You know, certainly a universal concept of community and, and um, you know, universal love, but to get into the nitty-gritty of that, Cancer has sort of the archetype that suits it really well in that space, so they're learning about that. And it can be a really, at times, it could be a really challenging journey for that person, but boy, is it going to be rewarding in this late blossomer experience. Um, And it could be flipped where they are used to being in the density and used to being, um, having to manage and take care of many people. And then perhaps their journey is more about expanding their consciousness and, and and traveling and seeing new cultures and new truths and, and incorporating that and letting go of having to take care of others it doesn't mean that they can't in their journey they'll always have that capacity but to experience more of the other thing to like hey you're you have this journey why don't you explore it you know give your the universe is giving you permission to to expand your horizons here and and you know, um, go to the UK or or go to the Southwest and 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 explore and 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 meditate and and you know uh, do things that you've never done before that will end up creating a, a lot of rewards in your life. So astrology can show that journey, that direction. It's not a predictive thing, but it's there to help a person take advantage of their own free will to choose that. To, to choose that, where you know, and where their rewards are coming from, to look at that carefully and to experience that for themselves. I always give something in the readings. I say you can choose to ignore what I'm sharing. You have free will or you can choose to do something that's more in resonant with who you are. And astrology shows that this is a, a system that w- helps um, you be to become aware of that. So this is where astrology can be really shamanic astrology can be really helpful. It can also point out things like complexes where it might show their wounds, where they've sabotaged themselves, or they've have this uh, uh, you know desire for perfectionism that ends up becoming an illusion, or perhaps they have a pattern in relationships where they're repeating a toxic pattern over and over, and unable to see where the hangup is and so astrology can show hey there is this thing where perhaps you need to get in touch with your inner masculine or feminine to work on your own sacred marriage and that will create a, a whole lot more holistic approach for you to uh, to have more um, healthy external relationships in your life and then of course there is the um, something called a midheaven on a person's chart That is, uh, think of that as a point in the sky that is between the eastern and western horizon. And that, whatever sign that might be, it shows your external calling in the archetypal flavor. So, for example, if it's a Scorpio midheaven, it means that finding something that has a lot of juice, that you could go really, really deep into and you know, be turned on by the magic of what you've chosen. Um, if it doesn't have that juice, then, you know, well, maybe you need to try something else. Uh, or perhaps if, it, if your midheaven is uh, Sagittarius, then it's that your calling could be in a wide variety of places. It can be multiple jobs or multiple career paths and, doing all, and being able to give, have permission to do them all. And uh, depending, of course, uh, you know, certainly not ignoring what your sun, your moon, your Venus and Mars and rising sign are. Those are, you know, vital components to help uh, inform that uh, journey itself who, of who you are. Uh, I did a recent workshop here. I was able to do an actual in-person workshop recently, just a very limited, uh, including myself and a co-facilitator for about 10 people and I taught about one's personal stars through their Jupiter position, their ascendant and north node, and they, I got to share and reveal some uh, wisdom from the stars that came through and where they can look to a certain star or maybe more than one and realize that that's a star that they can, that's intended to be uh, an intimate partner in their life. Where they can look to, they can maybe meditate on and connect with that mythology. But even even beyond that, and maybe even create their own stories, or their own stories will start to emerge and be created in, the, in this new emerging um, Earth. Whatever this is, one wants to call it, but it's, it's something is evolving. Human consciousness, the the Earth is shifting into into a new uh, age, and we're at the end, and the be, both at the end and the beginning of a new great 26,000 year cycle. It's a transition period where there's a lot of, there's intended to be a lot of changes and they're continuing. Um, Daniel Giamario and others have seen that this is uh, an end of uh, what they call the Kali Yuga, uh, and which is in the next several years and then move into this uh, three century transition period. Um, So in that period, this gives humanity a chance to face their wounds, to not bury anything under the carpet, to come together, realize that we're one tribe, that we can evolve instead of going back and repeating an old pattern that we've had for many centuries now. We don't have to keep repeating that pattern. We can choose, we have the power to choose something different. Uh, there's a there's a saying that comes from Cherokee that I share once in a while because and and it hits me pretty deep when I think about it it's that we can only be what we give ourselves the power to be we can only be what we give ourselves the power to be and in that is truth in that is one's soul wanting to breathe so, a person can choose that. It's there. It's in all of us. We have that capacity. Depending on our, obviously, we all have our own unique journeys and our circumstances that are all coming through. And yes, there is, uh, you know, a lot of, um, right at this time, a lot of uh, turmoil and uh, uh, death and rebirth taking place. But in that zone, you know we can shift our own future if we wanted to, and our own relationship with Earth. And now all of that power is awakening, and we can choose to work with it to allow it to come in, and not to, you know, and not to work with it in a violent manner, but in a way that's um, that's empowered and cooperative. If there's anything in humanity, one of the things that gives it great power is. The power of cooperation and why we have actually been able to get as far as we have in certain circumstances depending on how one perceives history or not but cooperation is is certainly biological but it also is highly spiritual and evolving so i um i mean even just in recent conversations i had with people who are of a different political um, an ideological background, there are some things in common that we can share and connect with that makes us human. And that could lead to an enjoyment on some level to even have a conversation, a discussion. And maybe through discussions that can lead to healthy dialogue and a connection. Uh, nothing is ever guaranteed, of course, but that is the, that's why I feel like an intent is here. Well, let me
0: ask you, this is really fascinating. So, Eric, when you look at the current um, global situation and you do all these readings with your clients, is that what you're seeing in these charts is this ability to work together, to come to unity? And so when you look at the bigger picture, are you hopeful that we're getting through it, that people are waking up and understanding it, that they will choose this higher ground
1: Yes, um, absolutely. I have, um, I have a lot of, I have faith in humanity. Um, I do not see that we're going into a long dystopian future, as some have uh, shared or projected out there. However, it is in the consciousness. Um, but I feel that, for example, just as what's happening currently, I do feel there's more growing pains for humanity coming up in the next few months. But in the long term, I feel we are going to pull out of that and we'll have breakthroughs that we will come to a place of realization. And it's, I think it's Gaia, it's Mother Earth that is gonna pave the way for us to have that realization that we cannot fight anymore, that we have to like, hey, this is it. I mean, um. Eventually Mother Earth can shake us off if she wanted to. <laughs> Let's face it, she is a powerful spiritual being. Um, but we're being given an opportunity here, I feel, that this, this pandemic, the, uh, the, the social justice movement, all the wounds, especially in the United States, but in the world in general, that at many, many cases have been buried and have not given the kind of attention that we need to grieve, to grieve, to have compassion, to come together and experience a more, a deeper level of love and or um, uh, just a rawness of being human so that, that there isn't like a back and forth, that this going back and forth, always going back and forth. We, we've done that and we've mastered that um, and we've sabotaged ourselves but we can come to a place where we don't need to do that anymore. And this is, I think this is one of the major opportunities that's being presented here. So there's certain planetary alignments that are taking place that are giving us, providing us with that opportunity. And yeah, there is some really dark stuff out there. Absolutely. It's not, I'm not here to deny or to ignore that. We have to be present and be Say, hey, you know, this is happening, be get real with that. But also to be aware that this is not the end. This is definitely not the end. What I've seen out there is giving me hope. And I read into the deeper level stories that are out there, not just what might get the ratings, but something deeper in all different walks of life. People showing up for each other, caring for each other. Even for example, there was a in the middle of a pandemic and a a very, uh, you know, wide ranging, changing situation that's defined 2020, when there was that major explosion in Beirut in uh, early August, August 4th, at the exact um, Jupiter-Mars square, some countries started offering support, uh, hospital workers, um emergency personnel supplies even though they these countries were already taxed from the pandemic economically stressed they were still realizing hey this is a human thing we need to go and help them let's we have the capacity to choose to do this and so that they they did that um france for example was able to help Providing some some supplies, some support um, to a lot of people that ended up becoming homeless and and uh, injured out there, uh, which was one of the more massive explosions that was non nuclear that, that has happened in, in many years. So, the, that when I see a story like that, I say human compassion, our empathy is is very still very strong and here, and cooperation is still very strong and here. So. Just a story. This is part of why I have a, a lot of faith in that process. Again, yeah, I, I do feel like, uh, for example, the next few months are going to be very, very challenging um, and uncertain, confusing, but we will carry on beyond that. The cycle will turn. In fact, I did a... Um, I had an experience with my friend who's a um, channeler and tarot reader, and we did some card drawings and she did some channeling. And I saw in 2021, I saw developments that the wheel still turns, that January will get here, that there will be a 2021, that yes, we'll be in a vulnerable position, but we'll also be gathering our pieces and being able to, to see beyond where we are and go, hey, we're still here. We can do this, Let, we can learn from what we've done and, and move beyond that. So there is this opportunity for us to, to, and I see that, that this turning of the wheel is gonna help us. It's gonna help um, humanity at large. Um, I've, I, have, I do regular videos on YouTube that um, uh, I'm planning in, in the very near future to do another update soon Today is the first day of, of Mars, Mars retrograde right now. Just, uh, just. And a, what does that amazing. mean? What does yeah, that mean? Thank you. Um, it, it means that and, and astronomically, it means that Earth has up, ca- is caught up, or catching up with Mars's orbit. Earth and Mars are at their clo- nearing their closest point together, which will happen in, in mid October. October fourteenth is the date where Mars is very near the date where Mars is at its closest point with Earth. This and so what kind, of in,
0: what kind of influence does that have?
1: It's, there is a level of intensity, uh, a level of, uh, you might say being things being, the volume being turned up. Um, uh, Mars can act in this kind of a transit. It can act as a switch, um, say whatever it might be touching um and it's certainly doing a lot with the configuration that has been the main theme of this year saturn pluto and jupiter all in capricorn this is the biggest theme but mars is coming around as an an additional trigger or activator for this mars does represent the masculine mars being in the sign of aries while it's doing this spending about six and a half months because Mars is going, it shifts, it stops, goes back and it retraces things three times. And so it's able to emphasize this, our relationship with the masculine, our relationship with war, our relationship with solving problems through war or through violent action, um, our relationship with being able to realize that that does not truly resolve things. That can just simply escalate things. So, how can we look at it in a different way and and be able to test ourselves and not react and not shoot or not um, uh, burn something down, but to but to actually consciously come in. And it's it it's a challenge at this time for us to not be reactive. It's a real it, it definitely a challenge right now, but it's. And it's Mars retrograde or Mars at this point, it's going to increase the pressure and the stress that is happening on the planet. Now, there are some people where this cycle is happening on a, on a personal level, and it can be really potent and juicy for them and help them evolve, help them move beyond where they are. Um, it, so, when I say, when I mention the word square, so Mars is squaring roughly Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto throughout this season, uh, summer and fall and into early winter. What I mean by that is it's like at a 90 degree. So like Mars would be say between the horizons and the planets would be on one of the horizons. That's a square, an L shape. And when you have an L shape that creates tension between the two forces, like they're both vying for attention and the in the real intent is number one, something's got to give, but number two, there could be a breakthrough in that. A, maybe perhaps even a way for them to realize their gifts of each other and work together. At least I see that as an idealized path. But what typically happens is a lot of uh, reactive energies. And this is why I'm, I'm thinking that and I'm, I'm sure other astrologers are, are kind of in the same boat where there could be a very troubled season coming up. But a season where it's going to give us a greater awareness of our reality and allow us to truly see the who we really are. And like, hey, we can see through this falsehood or this, this illusion. We can see that we're more than what, we, what was being portrayed out there. That we have that great capacity to stand up and go, speak your voice, be heard, speak your truth, be heard. This is no time to quiet down, but to also practice conscious thinking as well at the same time and, and about what you want to say as well. So, this Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, and Capricorn at this time, Pluto's not visible, but Every night, if you're out under the stars, you can see Saturn and Jupiter, very visible right now. At this time, it's planting the seeds for us to detoxify humanity, to let go, to purge out what is no longer needed. And at the same time, uh, as you're doing that, it's gonna reveal some vulnerabilities and and a greater potential to heal. A potential to see and not to not to uh, look away from our own mirror but to, to actually look at the in the depths of our soul and go hey this is who we are let's just own up to that and um, reach out and, and actually be conscious and, and and have dialogue here let's have dialogue let's talk and yeah we're not going to agree on everything but we may be able to see a common we all want on some core level, we all want to be happy and joyful. On some core level, we all want to be loved and love. And whether we will admit that to ourselves or not, it's present, it's part of being human. And let's, let's connect on that level. Let's find out what that means, really, um, while still being able to do this on, a practic- on the third dimension and, and solve real world problems you know, and and allow that what needs to decay and die off to decay and die off. We don't have to completely have a scorched earth. (laughs) I'm talking fire references now, this whole scorched earth in order to rebuild. We can take what we have now and change it. And, you know, not to just sacrifice people to do it, but to actually work within and say, hey, this is what we can do. But obviously, some of this depends on on the leaders. It depends on ourselves, and, and not backing away from that challenge. Uh, because again, we, we have the power to choose that path. Um, I, uh, I I again I, it I can I can feel in a way the when I'm out there under the stars, I can feel that relationship between Earth and the sky. It, it is. It is boundless and powerful, and I'm always in awe over it. It. It just. It is, uh, and I'm blessed and grateful for it to be present for me to be to be breathing and experience this. Um, it is a gift. It truly is a gift. Um, as I've, I've certainly have had uh, my difficult times beyond even just this recent episode in these last few days, but. Um, Death and rebirth have have definitely come and gone uh, multiple times in my life. And and I'm grateful for that teacher. This would be similar to like an example of a Pluto initiation uh, where you're drawn into the underworld voluntarily or not to face your your inner truth and face your greatest fears and to the rawness of who you are. And a lot of us you know, back away from that, but if we look at the ancient stories, the underworld was a very powerful part of the, quote, the hero's journey. And even before that, it was really important for a, a member of a, a community to have their own personal experience with the underworld, to find themselves, to, to serve their time with that part of who they are. Even in the Christian doctrine with, with Christ having to go into the wilderness, uh, every, every religion or uh, culture has had some figures that have had to come out and, and go through that. Um, and of course, humanity went through its uh, death rebirth on multiple occasions long before uh, Western uh, society came about. So even when the fall of Rome, it wasn't the end of the world or when um, other civilizations collapsed, it didn't mean that it was the end. It meant that there was something else that was going to make it was making room for something else to come in another stage of human evolution, uh, especially spiritual and, and consciousness related.
0: Yes. Okay. so when we look at this year, you mentioned some things that are going on and you mentioned saturn pluto and jupiter and isn't this fascinating there are three of those conjunctions right or is there is yeah. it jupiter sat pluto jupiter conjunction or is it the three that happens it's, three times this year
1: it's the three of them together mm-hmm. and um Jupiter and Pluto have three conjunctions with each other. We've already experienced, I believe it's two now, um, twice. And there's a third one uh, coming up in November.
0: Like November
1: Uh, 12th, right? Right after the 11-11. Right. Right. And uh, we about a week, a little little more than a week after the election, the general election. Um, So yeah, that is, I mean, there is some powerful numerology, uh, powerful numbers in there. But it's in that zone between late October and late November where Jupiter, Pluto and Saturn are within four degrees of each other, roughly four degrees. In fact, uh, officially it's between November 8th and 21st but I tend to widen that a little bit because we're gonna be really in that from a shamanic perspective, it isn't so much as a digital situation but more of an analog or abstract measurement. It's experiential because we're gonna be experiencing it before November 8th. There's no doubt in my mind, we will be. I believe we're already kind of starting to go down that road. But this month, Jupiter and Saturn go direct. Um, In fact, Jupiter will be going direct in three days. Saturn in um, September 28th, and I believe it's October 4th for Pluto. So that is what, is gonna to start to preempt them to really gather together in the sky. And uh, it's the closest orb they've been together in many centuries, many centuries. So there've been other times in history where they've gotten together, but not quite as close. And um, so it's, it's remarkable what's happening. And as they're getting together, you know, Mars is involved, which is another rare thing. And then we look to the dwarf planet Eris as well, which is a, a planet that is orbiting way outside of Pluto's orbit, which takes about five, um, 550 something years to, to orbit. But it, Eris is a goddess that's, that's a really powerful symbolism around it, around the feminine and, and being able to speak the truth, being able to be sovereign and to exercise its own intelligence and way of being without being judged. So Aries is also communicating that um, in the sign of Aries with Mars while they are in relationship or squaring Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter and Capricorn. These are two what we call uh, cardinal signs in regular astrology or household or culture bearer signs in shamanic astrology. These are the hi- one, two of the hinges of civilization, if you will or the two directions of, of the earth. One's representing the equinox, the other one's representing the, one of the solstices. And so they are the ones that help determine the years for us. And so that's why we kind of, cardinal means kind of the connection to hinge, the great four directions, the four corners of the earth. There is so much mythology and, and, and cultural connection, spiritual connection to that. It, it, can, it crosses all boundaries and religions, all political and cultural beliefs they're they're present they're there it's 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 unmistakable so this is really this is this is this is a, a a crisis and a crisis is a crossroads and this is for humanity at a great crossroads right now
0: hence what we're seeing out there and the yes. great shift that is underway you Absolutely. would attribute everything that's going on, right? Shaking things to such a foundational level. And um, you know, spiritual way showers and teachers have been saying this for years that in this shift, that collapse of everything that was not based in love is actually going to collapse. It's happening. So um, this actually truly helps people see where they can expand in opportunity. And uh, do you say that uh, the reading helps them do that? Because some, some may just simply throw up their arms and surrender and say, okay, I choose love. But there's something about a reading that is like a roadmap, right? Where you can help them interpret some of the bumps and um, the, uh, the, I don't wanna say the easy way, but maybe the high road or the opportunity road, the, the
1: different road yes yes thank you um they they do choose that the um in fact they can choose different things but this we in shamanic astrology is looked at as a script or a a roadmap absolutely and you know one just needs a few things to help them along that roadmap to remember that these signs or archetypes and planets are living within them and all over, and they're helping. As I look at the planets, as spirit guides, as the archetypes, as also additional guides to help us navigate. And they are give us. They can give us clues and wisdom. And so, yes, in a reading, I can share about that. And a, a person can definitely help themselves by um, getting whatever nuggets they can from the from the session, from the reading and try to apply that within themselves to help them make more informed decisions in their life so that they can be more on a, on a path that's more resonant with their what their soul desires. Some A lot of times the ego gets in the way and gets insecure about its future. And it can be attached to certain toxic elements because it's fearful. But if we can have the courage to step forward and realize, hey, the ego, ego isn't only the only thing that that's part of us. There is more to it, but it can be there to help us navigate the real world. And it's important to have, but it's not the end all be all of it all. So it's an inviting in our soul, inviting in for it to, to, to breathe so that we can actually have dialogue in there and say, oh, I, I can choose this. I'm, I may be uncomfortable at first with this. Uh, why was I so uncomfortable with this? If, why was I so scared of this? Well, let's look deeply into that, why you fear that. When, when in fact, the universe is actually helping you, there's a trail right there, a, a trail that is going to initiate you into yourself. You can choose that trail that's it's present at any time Someday, Some some sometimes are better. You know, that's why we look at the cycles, the, the initiations that are happening, um, uh, than other times. But ultimately when your chart is there, it's there and you can choose to work with it at any time.
0: Yes. I actually have had a reading with you and it was yes. really fascinating. Um, it was very extensive. So, um you do a reading and offer when these initiations go on and what's fascinating is that you said there's a trail there there's a trail in the history and the stars are really within us and the planets are within us so what does past life can you explain a little bit about how our past lives and actions come in and actually are reflected in our chart is it like it's it's where we left off in the last lifetime
1: it can be, yes, it can be looked at as that, um, although it can also be looked at as, as, as a, a story um, that has had great and a great imprint upon us before coming into this life as we, as we take our first breath. So we've come in with this great story, it's represented by one's uh, moon sign and uh, the south lunar node that is by and large helps us identify with that original story. And it can be a strong imprint. It can be, uh, 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 it could show also that if there's that potential of having some imprint that, where there might've been some, a powerful, a traumatic loss or death coming into this lifetime, or it could have been something that was filled with expansiveness. and. You know freedom and uh just being a free spirit and then coming in and having to face a completely different kind of reality so there's all these different obviously paths that can get into that and if if you know you can get pretty deep into the lineage depending on the sign what planets might be nearby in a hard aspect or a dynamic aspect squares oppositions conjunctions um and then you can start to even dive deeper into that space i mean one could even do a reading that's just about the lineage that's just focused upon that and how to help themselves to learn about what they're intending to learn in this lifetime which is uh, you know all the basically the rest of their chart the sun the ascendant jupiter all of that will come through venus mars and so that can that could be that, that bridge to help them get into that space. Sometimes our lineage can be cut off from us. There's some people that might have that where it's not where it's like it's in the mystical realm and they're not quite sure what it is. Um, sometimes I would recommend uh, that they experience either some kind of a regression um, a journey of some form or um, you know, what they, what shama, what shamans might do is a, a soul retrieval to help them get into their, you know, what their origin story was. Because if we don't know our origin story, if we don't know where we came from, it can be difficult to understand what we're really here to learn. Because it gives us a, um, something to, uh, relative to where we are, something to see b- before us and, have that relationship with what our soul is evolving into so that lineage piece is is really vital to understand and 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 have a relationship with
0: yes okay all right so we are more than just our sun sign and our ascendant so there's a number of other things and you even revealed um, in my own personal reading you know the positions of the planets in the various houses how that takes us um, from the the lower world to the middle world and the celestial realm. And I found that very fascinating. So what are the key, what are some of the key, uh, aspects to look at in one's chart? I know you did mention the South lunar node and, you know, where you are on, um, North node and all that, what are the important ones Uh,
1: to, to look at one's chart? um the other yeah we're definitely more than our sun sign but the sun is important It, it, it provides the fuel that we burn to reach our life purpose so it's something we need to express but key points being as far as the most um what we call progressive part of the chart would be the ascendant uh jupiter and the north lunar node um we can also say the midheaven as well as part of that The fullness of where we're we're heading toward as our own evolution, our own journey, our own map um, that we're we're moving from or moving toward, I should say. So, um, so those parts are 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 really vital, and we if if we know those parts, there is a lot that we can uh, come to a realization with in our lives understanding, I mean, I, and even just like, that can help us even look at like, for example, certain personal stars that might be lined up with our sun in Jupiter position that give us additional clues as to our, our the evolving new story that's, that's coming in in this lifetime. Like, what is that? And look at that. Our, our, our stories are written in the stars. Our stories are there it's 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 at least for me i see it all the time because i i live and breathe this stuff but to I, i love going out under the night sky and sharing this with people um going out under the night sky and 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 pointing out the different constellations and the stars and what they mean and how this earth and our relationship to it how vital it is for us to fully participate in that and for example, the ascendant, the ascendant is the sign that's rising up over the eastern horizon when we're born, not the constellation, but the sign. So the signs are seasonal. The constellations have their own um, uh, stories that they can help. They they help inform the signs. They they are they're important as well. So um, so it's tied to that seasonal energy. Or, or energy and time, uh, at least here in the middle world, temporal energy. And then we can draw in from that, the, the essence of whatever archetype that's, that's evolving within us. And you can look to that and, and, and have that experience for, you, for one, or anybody can have that experience for, for themselves. So it, I hope I'm answering your question around that, but that's, that's the, uh, kind of the nutshell of that.
0: Yes, thank you. And and, and as I said, the, the readings are so extensive. You record those and you do. have to go back and listen because it's so extensive. It really is. In my own world, it was very optimistic and it does give um, it just gives some validation to some of the things and the mission, actually. So that's really cool. So there's a question coming in, Eric. I I want to mention to everyone, yes, we're gonna be here on After Party on Zoom with Eric just for a little while after our broadcast today. You are welcome to come in and ask for uh, your questions with Eric. And here's one right here. Um, Someone is asking, all right, this is kind of interesting. So someone knows, that they have a scorpio moon and a first house scorpio and a Taurus north node so for example what would be the lesson that a soul has to learn with the scorpio moon and the first house scorpio and the Taurus north node
1: okay so the the lesson there is so they're coming into um a place um and I i would imagine based on their question that their ascendant is also scorpio since it's in the first house so that, that ascendant is always in the first house. So they're in this lifetime, learning an, an entirely new version of what Scorpio means in this life. So in the past, they were a much more, uh, I would say a raw, more primal shaman version of their origin story. So taking things to the very edge of life and, going deep and having death-rebirth experiences as a a theme, um, going to the edge and going beyond the edge and then coming back in order to know where the edge is. But then in this life, with that north node in Taurus, which is opposite the Scorpio, they're in the same polarity. So they're in this, we would wanna look at the seventh house position and we wanna look at Taurus. Uh, The sign does play a role, but the house position is also really important too. So that means that there's a different version of Scorpio that they're learning, which is more uh, relationship-driven, more, um, you might say, learning about the needs of others, but also in tuning with receiving Earth's bounty, being something tied into the pleasure, into uh, that sense of that physicality, the aesthetic beauty, and and relating to it being in more involved in that as a version of this uh, Scorpio rising in this lifetime, so yes, they're they've got the moon and the ascendant in the same sign, so just a different version of that of that sign coming through. It's, it's sometimes it can be a little subtle, and but I, I can see that this can be a much more especially because it's uh, uh, the north node would be in the um, in the in the uh, seventh house sign of Taurus, a more relationship, more personal version of. Scorpio in this lifetime.
0: Okay, great. Thank
1: you. Yes. And I
0: know that, um, you know, there's a difference. There's a spectrum of things that happen. So if you were to say, when you look at someone's chart and you see the spectrum where maybe there's just a few planets in someone's chart, and then maybe there's a lot of planets, what can you say about that, uh, spectrum or what's going on there?
1: Well, that's, there's uh, certainly a lot there. It, depending on, um, on what's available, there's sometimes I can see where there are a lot of planets like clustered together um, in one or two signs. And then there's, time, there's other charts where I've seen where they're in a, like a wide variety of signs, where all the elements and, and many of the signs are represented equally, um, very different a very different situation for these. For the ones that have in just a couple of signs, one or two, and the planets are kind of personal planets, especially are clustered together. There, there are different kinds of challenges. The The one with the cluster together means that the challenge is, is, is trying to get the most out of these signs for themselves, depending on the lineage and the story but they're trying to get the most out of it. So they're really diving very, very deep into those signs, like into the uh, deep octave of that, of that pattern. And, and having s- strong stelliums like that, it, it ha- you might, one might say, well, they, all they need to do is learn about Scorpio or about Sagittarius or about Taurus and they're good to go. Well, sure, that's, that's kind of a general assessment, but it, to get to that place is a long journey, and it isn't necessarily uh, you know a uh, you know free pass to the uh, to the beach kind of a thing. They actually have to do a lot of work in that zone, and um, they really do their work. So it, it is a it is definitely very complex. But then on the other one, where that like say that's scattered into maybe five different signs that are say five or six even. I've even seen six. Um, have I seen seven? Uh, I think seven with like a a minor one that was a seventh sign that was really involved in there. I'm not talking about the outer planets, more about the personal planets that change signs more often. The outer planets take a little while, like after you get beyond Saturn, they Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, Chiron, they take a little while to you know, many years to go through a sign. So, in that case they're having to balance all, all the various elements and the different archetypes that are vying for attention. And that can, at times, they can be scattered, not knowing like what the priorities are, not knowing, you know, where to turn. And with shamanic astrology, it can narrow down and help them attend to certain priorities during certain time periods. So getting that, like in a reading, you can kind of help them Steer into certain things that are going to be much more helpful for them, especially during certain um, phases of life, Um, even though there's, again, multiple signs there. And one of the key components of having a lot of signs in order to work with them is alchemy, archetypal alchemy, where it's a even signs that may not have much in common together, human beings, that's part of why we're here is to, to mix these contrarian energies uh, together, these contrarian archetypes to, to weave them together and, to, to, and that's, that's, they don't have to necessarily always make sense, but they have to, uh, and I say that they have to operate on some level within us in a healthy way. And one can do that. Like how does one bring in both Cancer and Sagittarius? When Sagittarius is wanting to run free and be out there, but then Cancer is here also to want to be kind of a, not quite stationary, but, but home or in the general community, helping take care of people, family, kids, maybe it's a, a particular, uh, something they're responsible for, and they're really caring for that, and so they don't have time to like travel or anything like that, but well, how do you mix both of them, well, the person would want to do both, and somehow maybe take cancer on the road with it, or perhaps explore new meaning and truth, blaze new trails while in cancer. Blazing new trails meaning that's related to Sagittarius. So bringing that into the cancer, cancer area. So it's, it's working with, and you can, one can formulate images. And I always encourage people to do this through vision boards, uh, maybe dialoguing with themselves or shamanic journeys. help them connect with those archetypes within and that can really provide a lot of uh clues and insights deep insights into how they truly can and and then that will end up helping them ultimately um, navigating their journey
0: yes truly understanding the archetypes within us that come from this cosmological makeup of the moment we were born you do readings for people what a beautiful package that you have you have a special offer in a very affordable reading and this is a good introduction for people to really learn about their archetypes and the ones that they can um alchemize let's say and work with and blend and mix in their life and be in balance what a beautiful time for this Mm. share a little bit about what you do in that reading
1: Okay, well, um, especially for a first time reading, for a new person coming in that wants to learn about who they are through this system of shamanic astrology, I go over their entire chart, or most of it, all especially the, hitting the really important things that are there, their lineage, their, their skills, their masculine and feminine, uh, the fuel that they burn, you know, their sun, but also what they're here to be, what their soul is evolving into, which is what could be loosely called life purpose, soul's intent. So I cover all of that in their reading, and I look at the timings of their life. If there's particular questions that they're having, uh, problems, or you know uh, they're they're discovering something about themselves and they're trying to, to reach that next level. Well, maybe in these particular cycles can help them, you know, time it in such a way where they can reach that next level. Or perhaps um, maybe it's a time where uh, it's not meant to do, make any major commitments. Maybe it's a time to just simply experiment and try new things and be a little more free and then Maybe, uh, let's say a Saturn cycle checks in and this is time to get real and start to make those commitments. You know, whether it be uh, choosing the right kind of partner or maybe uh, uh, perhaps, a, a, you know, a marriage or maybe moving across the country, um, uh, choosing a particular major in school, for example, helping them reach that particular uh, note at a, at a particular time where the universe ends up, ends up falling in, in harmony with their own path. Um, and more synchronicities can come in to play. So I do all of that in the first time reading in roughly about 90 minutes. Sometimes I go into an hour and 45 minutes, but 90 minutes is usually where I go into. And I also do updates where people sometimes come in every six months or a year, and I can, we can focus more strictly on the timings. But anytime I look at the timings, I'm always referring to what archetypes are present what's going on, You know what, what is wanting to show up for them more and more. So I do look back at their own natal chart and, and really uh, put that into, into perspective for themselves. So yes, they get all of that and, they, and it's interactive so they can ask questions during the reading, it's recorded. They get a copy of the recording within about a day afterwards. Um, I do Zoom and I do phone. Uh, readings. Um, and uh, depending on uh, the environment, I mean, I am always open to do in-person readings, but obviously under certain, um, at this time, certain conditions, of course. Um, so mostly nowadays, I've been doing Zoom and, uh, and, and, and phone readings. But there'll be a time where that will open up more into in-person and I'll be able to travel more. I, I tend to go up and down the West Coast a lot. Um, and, uh, but I, I hope to also expand a little bit and actually go into the mountain west and to back into Arizona as well, uh, and down the future in the years to come.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for that. Um, it's beautiful because you do someone's chart, you give them the chart and then you go over that chart and they can bring questions. So, um, the questions they could just come up in the, the role of, um your conversation in the reading but the questions coming up i mean that could be someone who is looking for their soulmate what's your thoughts on soulmates in our timeline that's a question
1: that we have oh beautiful yes yeah. so uh depends on what one believes soulmate i i believe in my experience that there are more than one soulmate out there for for each person that that souls tend to travel in uh, certain groups, and then that, that at certain times one soul would drop off or another soul would come in, but then you would start to meet some of that. You, you would recognize that soul, that other soul, when you look at their eyes, you look at the way you react to one another. That there is, of course, there's always karmic connections that can happen too. And sometimes um, a one or uh, you can have more than one soulmate in this in a lifetime. You could come in, have a relationship, and it might not be necessarily a romantic relationship. Or perhaps it's a friendship or a, uh, you know, a, a a colleague that turns into a friend, and you end up working together a long time or having a lot of adventures together, and then that can also be a soulmate relationship situation where you're coming together, but it can also be a romantic where a a person comes in and, and there's a lot of magic there, but perhaps there's a lot of very powerful deep work that you're doing together. And it can be at times challenging, but also in the end, you know, even very rewarding and that you guys can, the two people or maybe more than two people can come together and, you know, they activate each other in certain ways that, you know they can even remember you know go even take shamanic journeys together and remember together in that sense so and in the really in the readings you can look at timings for relationships you can look to see when something maybe a higher percentage chance if you will of a of a partner possibly coming into their life of uh, of something shifting something expanding around mars and venus being Two of the more important things in astrology or shamanic astrology for relationship, but also the ascendant and descendant uh, zone and Jupiter as well in in that zo- in that area in that um, territory of when we when we talk about relationships. So uh, it, again, it depends on on what transits are happening, but um, and 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 what are they here to learn about too? That's also uh, a key factor, a variable in in the um, when when reading a chart
0: Yes. Thank you. Well, for those who this may be a little bit over their head, I know some people can't grasp it. They're just like, I kind of get it. But I just don't know what it means. This meets everybody where they're at, you're able to explain major themes that go on. Mm -hmm. And that's where the questions during the reading come in, and really make it tangible for people. So um, that's a really important process. Again, for someone who doesn't understand what a chart is, you do go over And when we review the chart, you're kind of giving a little mini lesson as we go, as you explain those various archetypes. And that right there um, is like an indicator for people to go, oh, yeah, I get that. And then the questions that they may have would be, is this why I'm this way? Or, you know, I always have these issues or challenges. Again, it's those archetypes that are coming up, which Mm -hmm. are reflected in the planets and the constellations. So really very fascinating. If you do not know too much about astrology, it's okay, because Eric actually, in the readings, is actually educating you a little bit about it. You also have, in addition to that reading, and thank you for that, that's a very generous offer for that price point, you're including two videos. These are videos on demand that actually go a little bit more deeper into this beginning astrology definition. Share about yeah. what those videos are.
1: Yeah, I. It's these are videos that introduce people to essentially what is astrology. And there are... Um, a lot of people that, especially the, like for example, a lot of people are familiar with the word horoscope. Well, horoscope really means the hour of the birth. And that hour of the birth is the ascendant, the the rising sign. And so that's just an example of some of what I talk about in these two videos, which combine, I think they last about 30 minutes or maybe slightly more. In the two videos, um, I'm planning on doing more in the future, but these two would help maybe get people's feet wet if they're very, very new to astrology and don't know anything about it, but want to kind of peek into it, you know, kind of get like their toes wet a little bit into the into the nature of it, um, and that will maybe maybe spur on some additional curiosity by them to maybe read more about it to. Uh, research more about it, watch maybe more videos uh, on, on, you know, on the web and, and elsewhere. So, or uh, in your library, whatever, whatever comes up for that person that they're, they're drawn to doing. But I love to teach, I love to share. I do teach workshops. Uh, I do teach also at the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School. Um, both online and in-person when when we do have in-person again in the future. Um, So, and then of course on my own as well, outside the school, like I'm right now primarily living in Southern Oregon, but I do go up and down I-5. And so there will be future times when I will um, uh, be available for classes, but yes. And when you sign up to get a reading, you'll get these videos, you'll get a copy of your chart, you know, before your session, you'll get a copy of uh, other materials that talk about shamanic astrology um, that are, can be very useful and just kind of uh, giving you a, a glimpse or a little bit of a basic understanding of what shamanic astrology is about and how it differs a little bit from regular or Western astrology, that how, it, how it goes a little deeper into the essence of, of who we are. Beautiful.
0: And so that is available on the special offer. Thank you so much for that, for those readings and for those teachings. And as we say goodbye, here's a question from a listener. I was told long ago it was imperative to know my astrology through a reading to complete a life mission, but I don't understand astrology. So how can this help? I think the reading may be over my head. So share with us an answer for this person.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, one of my uh, responsibilities is to translate the astrology language as best as I can, and to use language that, that is, uh, as many people as possible can understand. And it's through that translation that they, they a person can get a little bit of knowledge in astrology. Um, and so you don't need to know really anything about astrology per se to get a reading to benefit from a reading so this is this is what my task is is to is to translate that is to be okay and go hey come on over let's talk and i will share i might say pluto or mars is doing something but it doesn't mean you need to understand what i'm going to share is why that's important and how that can help you. And that you can use that language to help navigate. So that you don't need to know, memorize the squares or the oppositions or the signs, but that you can, you can take from that the, the language that, that will help in as far as what we call uh, the, the helpful um, benefits that can come from, from that and, and can you know, possibly heal, provide guidance, share wisdom, that isn't just coming from me, but comes from stories that have been around, archetypes that have been around for countless millennia. So these, this is, this is, uh, this is the download, and uh, yeah, please take advantage of it. That's why me and and thousands of other astrologers are out there is to, is to help you um and uh yeah and, and whatever a person feels comfortable with to to, to reach out and say hey, i want to i'd like to get a reading and i i'm more than happy to be of help to be of service here in this world thank you
0: so if you're interested in a shamanic astrology reading with eric roth go for that and get yourself a session. Again, they're over Zoom. They're quite extensive. You get your chart as well, and you can ask those questions and also learn a little bit about uh, shamanic astrology with those videos. Again, that's a very beautiful, special offer and very generous of you. Thank you for that. We are going to be in a short after party with Eric. If you purchase a reading, you get a ticket into our after party on Zoom and you can ask Eric your question. If there's anything about your chart that you know that you'd like to know more about, this would be the time in our after party on Zoom. We're gonna hang out here on the Zoom room as we say goodbye. We thank everyone for being here. Thank you for shining your bright light Mm. in this chaos that is out there. If there's chaos in the outer world, we are the eye of the storm Mm. and the calm in that. And we thank everyone for this great love and for doing this work, this inner work of your love and your heart. Eric, as we say goodbye today, it is hopeful in your in your overall view of the world and cosmology, there's hope.
1: There is. It's alive and well. <sighs>
0: yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We're going to stay around and do our after party now, but we invite you to check out the special offer from Eric Roth and get your astrology reading. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Namaste. Now we dance our way to the cosmic heart. Thank Thank you. Thank you.